Good morning, and we bid welcome to Sean Durbin with the Decatur County Health Department. Good morning to you, Sean. Good morning, Tom. How are you today? Oh, pretty good after the uh, Christmas break and everything, but uh, ready to get back at it. But uh, And, of course, uh, one thing that kind of uh, cast a pall over uh, Christmas once again this year was uh, COVID-19. And, uh, and uh, specifically uh, for Decatur County, um, numbers had gone up in the county, I understand. Yeah, that's correct. We actually, on our metric support, um, which was, was last week, so um, we did move back into the red. Um, the metrics are actually measured once you hit 200 or more cases uh, per 100,000 residents, and that would be the red area there, and then 15% or more on the positivity rate on seven-day all tests. And Decatur County hit 666 weekly cases per 100,000 and 17.1% seven-day all-test positivity rate. So moved us well into the red, unfortunately, and uh, we do expect that trend to continue, especially with the new Omicron variant. And as far as the Omicron variant, uh, what are you seeing on the ground in uh, Decatur County? And that is such a good question, Tom, because what we're seeing on the ground may or may not reflect the true situation. So right now, in the United States, we're seeing about 73% uh, of the cases are Omicron. Now, that being said, that changes. Right now, it looks like Omicron is doubling every two to four days. So that means that by the time we get our new numbers, we can expect that number to be probably the Almost all cases will be Omicron in the United States. We'll still have some Delta around. but um, So Indiana seems to be lagging a little behind in the nation. And, our, um, of course, when we look at the uh, numbers on that, we're always a little bit more delayed than we are with all of our other statistics because each one of those uh, tests that are sampled for Omicron have to go through another test and then a reporting process. So it tends to lag about a week behind or so. So right now we're not seeing Omicron in Indiana. I don't have the results down to the county level, but the last numbers I had for the Omicron variant showed that this was actually 12-6, about uh, half a percent of the cases were Omicron at at that point. As I said, it's doubling every two to four days. So as a, right now, it's probably way higher than that. And as far as uh, Omicron, uh, what can uh, people expect as far as uh, how can they, uh, would they be able to tell if they have it or maybe symptoms or things of that nature? You know, it's so new that it's really, really hard to say for sure. But it appears, and, and I, I, again, I want to stress that, that this is all very preliminary, but it appears that the symptoms might be a little bit different. We're seeing more in the way of stuffy nose and headache, less of the loss of taste and smell. Um, and, and some of the things we think, we don't know for sure. Again, it's very preliminary. But is that Omicron tends to infect the upper respiratory system much more, much better than Delta, which unfortunately infected the lower respiratory symptoms, our system, which is why we saw the more severe symptoms once the infection hits your lungs. It's very difficult to fight. Yeah, and because uh, that's uh, that's one thing I know since uh, seem, seems like uh, since day one of the uh, pandemic, a lot of the symptoms were. Uh, particularly uh, lung capacity, but uh, you're saying it's more 
uh, say along the lines of maybe um, like chest cold or something, or just colds in general? Is that uh, what you, you've been hearing? Yes, and you know, I, I, I want to stress that it's very preliminary. And one of the, the problems with that is it still can infect lungs. So when we look at the um, the the number of people that Delta infects, so if you walk into a crowded room and you have the Delta variant, you can expect to infect one person in that room. So just one person or less than one person. It's just a little less than one, actually. Same scenario if you have Omicron, you're going to infect three so it's almost four and a half, four and a quarter times more infectious than Delta. Again, preliminary numbers. These are you know, based on smaller studies. But if that holds true, we can expect to see, we can expect to see probably record numbers of infected. And along with those record numbers of infected, even if the disease is, is more mild, we will have serious breakthroughs. And when you have four times more people being infected will probably hit peaks on serious infection, hospitalizations, and deaths. And as far as uh, what people can do to uh, try and avoid it, uh, I, I think uh, we have a, I think uh, you have, I have a pretty good idea, but as far as uh, that's concerned, uh, what can people do to uh, maybe try to avoid uh, getting Omicron and also Delta? Yeah. So, I mean, the same thing, you know, I We've been talking about it for way too long, and I know everybody's tired of hearing about it, and I apologize. But the same tools that we had are, are, are still there. So you want socially distance. You want to wear a mask. You want to avoid crowds. You want to stay home if you're sick. You want to use hand hygiene. That will be all of those together we're calling vigilance. In addition to that, we want people to get their vaccinations and their boosters. It does appear that boosters are extremely effective with the Omicron. And then if you are having holiday gatherings, we would suggest that you, you know, go ahead and follow all those steps. It's a little late to get, get your uh, vaccine right now. But uh, open your windows if you're indoors. If you can do it outdoors, do it outdoors. Um, increased ventilation is huge. Uh, we don't see typically cases spreading with outdoor gatherings. So they're much more likely in an enclosed space. So. Um, those are things we can do, and, and I would uh, refer listeners to our, our Facebook page where I have a nice graphic of the Swiss cheese respiratory pandemic defense, and um, it's basically saying if you use all these tools, if you can think of every tool as one slice of Swiss cheese, Swiss cheese has holes that are kind of scattered in it, you know, when you, you look at the slices. So each one of those steps stops a little bit of the virus from getting through. And, and the holes if the holes that might be aligned through all those slices are going to let some virus through. But if you can follow all of those, they're going to catch most of the virus. All right. So, again, uh, proper ventilation, uh, open the windows if need be, and go outside uh, You know, for um, you know, people still getting together, uh, Christmas-related, also leading up to New Year's and so forth. So uh, That's right. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, okay, so another, another potential measure there. So um, with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout. We'll continue with Sean Durbin with the Decatur County Health Department right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. 
Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back to The Daily Pod. I'm Tom Snape as we continue our conversation with Sean Durbin with the Decatur County Health Department. And uh, Sean, as far as uh, about this time last year, uh, the the vaccines came on the scene and everybody was excited and uh, started to see the end of the tunnel. Now, all of a sudden, uh, we've had the recent surges in cases and uh, hospitals are uh, are way overcrowded uh, and above capacity and about their breaking point and so forth. Um, and of course, uh, it's uh, we documented it last week, uh, Margaret Mary Health in Batesville uh, deciding to uh postponing elective surgeries until uh, the early part of January, at least. Of course, they're going to take a look at the uh, situation at that time around January 10th. As far as uh, Decatur County uh, Memorial Hospital, um, anything as far as uh, that's concerned? So I haven't had any updates regarding any kind of cancellations like that. They are, um, they're busy. They have a lot of COVID patients. Um, they are working hard to take care of them and, um, you know, I hope people will respect that and and try and do all the things to try and stay out of the hospital. Um, our our healthcare systems have been working so hard over the last year and a half, almost two years now, and they're fatigued. Um, they they need all the help they can get, and we can do that by following all of those methods so that none of us can be, become another patient for them and and. You know, we're going to see burnout from these excellent and dedicated medical staff that have been working so hard, so hard to take care of all of the patients. And, and I just hope that even if people won't do some of these things from themselves, themselves, maybe they'll they'll think about that. If we get to where we have cancellations, you know, fortunately we're we're only looking at elective, but even elective surgeries sometimes are are very important. You know, they wouldn't be doing surgery if it wasn't important. So we don't want to see the hospitals get to that point, obviously. And of course, uh, I know that there's uh, some, uh, I guess, some thought process as far as say somebody uh, feels like uh, you know they might have some symptoms or are sick. Now. Um, what can they do as far as uh, as that's concerned? Uh, I mean, to avoid going to the hospital. I mean, what about the urgent cares? I mean, are uh, what's the situation as far as they're concerned? So, yeah, our main concern right now is um, the actual beds in the hospital. We want to make sure there's beds available for people for whatever their illness is, be it COVID or or heart disease or or whatever they may be facing. So. I think that our urgent cares, our um, our doctor's offices certainly are very busy, but um, they can they will handle it. I guess is is what I'm. Again, we still have to worry about burnout from these professionals, um, so we really don't want to don't want to lose any of them because it, <laughs> because COVID has overwhelmed them. So. Finally, uh, Sean, anything else that uh, you want to add before uh, we uh, we let you loose on this uh, Monday morning? No, I think that's about it. I guess I have one rather grim statistic, and I, and I can only speak to Decatur County. Um, well, let me let me throw out two statistics here. We're, uh, let's look at um, 
some of our district numbers. So District 9 is all of southeast Indiana. And and as of these, the numbers today, and, and realize that the weekend may have changed some, we won't know until later today, that uh, we actually peaked with our uh, hospital beds, our hospital admissions this week in the district. We have 183 uh, hospitalized patients in the district, and that highest peak was last year at 163. So we are actually higher than we were last year. There are only 5.4% of ICU beds available in our district right now. So, again, in Indicator County, this was the other statistic. Um, did a little math. Hope I'm right. But it appears that uh, about 4% of our population in Decatur County has passed away from coronavirus since the beginning of this. And uh, that number that number just floors me. And I think it'll be more or less that in any county in the state. So it's, uh, it's a grim statistic. Indeed. And... Um... You know, looking at the, the last that we had, you know, 112 uh, people have uh, passed away from uh, from COVID in Decatur County, I believe, uh, since the start in uh, March 2020. That's correct, 112, um, and we just had another one this past week, unfortunately. Um, so that's that's uh, a grim milestone. Indeed. Um, well, any you want if uh, we can add, uh, I guess. And on a uh, somewhat uh, positive note, a note of hope, uh, do you have any uh, words of uh, inspiration for us this morning, Sean? You know, I do, Tom. Um, I think that despite these these grim numbers and these hospitalizations, we have learned so much about the whole COVID-19. And we have more tools in our toolbox to treat it than we've ever had. And we have uh, more pills and the, the antiviral pills that are coming out are, are so exciting. They're going to be a, a game changer on our rates of uh, serious illness and death. And also, I just want to throw out there that the state of Indiana um, has started a, a a website where you can go and see with a map where the monoclonal antibodies are available. And for Decatur County Memorial Hospital does have them. Margaret Mary does as well. So if you should get coronavirus, talk to your primary care physician, see if you are a candidate for the monoclonal antibodies, and we'll get them to you in our area. And that's that's exciting news that, that you don't even have to drive a long way to get this because when they first came out, they were, they were a little harder to find. So. Um, Again, I'm, I, that's a those are good good news, and I do like to end up you know, on a good note. So uh, we're in better shape than we were a year ago. Well, I appreciate those uh, comments, Sean, and uh, we appreciate you joining us this morning. You too, Tom. Uh, thank you so much for for letting me talk, and have a happy new year. All right. Thank you, Sean. And uh, same to you, sir. And again, our thanks to Sean Durbin with the Decatur County Health Department for joining us this morning. I'm Tom Snape for the Daily Pod.